bro, what the fuck? Like, spit in my mouth or don't, but like, don't feel bad about it. I don't know. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rock Pod. We have a spicy read for you guys today, but before we get into that, Sav, how are you doing? Well, I have COVID, so that's fun. So sorry everybody for the hiatus last week. We just ghosted. Everybody didn't say a word, didn't post about it, <laughs> but it's my fault. I had COVID. So that's why I have this cute, super cute voice going on. And if I cough, I'm sorry. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I start classes on Wednesday. And then he's a professor. When's your first okay. like teaching class? Oh, it started today. Everything went live today. So it's like asynchronous. Uh, and then I have like my I know and I have like my weekly like drop-in hours for like office hours. But then I like upload the material and that stuff. I'm not like we're not like zooming and talking. Oh, I'm sad. I thought you were Zooming and talking. Me too. Me too. Okay, so it started today. And your first drop-in yeah. hours are when? Friday. I hate that you have a relationship because I really wanted my teacher-student relationship to come to fruition. <laughs> Unfortunately not. But it was really, really neat. Like, last week, I got to make my syllabus. All my, like, students were sending me emails. Like, Miss Agajanova. <laughs> And so I feel like I tu- like I turned an adult overnight. Slay. Slay. So, but yeah. Last first day of classes will be Wednesday. And then five more to go. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. This is the first like August that I haven't been going back to school or on campus, like doing things. I oh, mean, yeah. I I was at recruitment which is how I got COVID. <laughs> like, really, that's the only, it's the only thing. So I'm kind of sad. I miss the students. Yeah. When I have my own class, you can come say hi. <gasps> I would, oh my God, I would <laughs> love to be a guest teacher. <laughs> like, hey, we have a substitute. And they'd be like, what are you going to talk about? And I'm going to be like, have y'all ever read Antihero by Sarah Kay? <laughs> Yeah, other than that, I'm really excited for fall. I'm just, I love, I love this time of year. I have the urge to put my pumpkins out like so strongly, but I think I'm going to wait until September 1st. Okay. I know then. Yeah. Cause then I'll get two full months of pumpkins. Cause then, I mean, we're only like 50 something <laughs> days and then it's Christmas time. So. But yeah, That's I really want to put out like all the little pumpkin, like you know like, when Target puts their in the bullseye section, they're like little velvet pumpkins. I want to put those out. Yeah. I approve. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I restarted Gilmore Girls today. So that's how you know it's classic. Fun. Classic. You just have to. Well, I didn't restart. I picked up, I guess, from where I left off last fall. And Rory just fucked Dean. So we're in a low point. Low point. <laughs> when um I have seen like it all through probably like three or four times but when I like want like something on I would just do um one the year in the life episodes mm. but not any of the OG episodes I've never because I only want to watch it in the fall 
and then I'm done with it. So I never make it all the way through in the two months. So I just pick up where I left off last year and then we just keep cycling over. I'm back. (laughs) Have you been reading anything? Yeah, I have. Sorry, Emily and I just catched up for like, I don't know, 35 (laughs) minutes. So we don't really have very much to share with you all. I do feel like I need to tell the people that it's been reported that Joe Burrow is engaged. I'm not okay. If anyone's wondering how I'm doing, it's not well. I feel betrayed. I feel cheated on. And so he's going to have some answering to, he's going to have some groveling to do, but I would still take him back. So that's fine. (laughs) I was like, stop, word on the streets. I know Emily had to be the one to break it to me. And that was soul crushing. I am very I finished all cut up on the summer I turned pretty I am very team Conrad very I, I, nothing will ever change my mind no I have some really strong opinions would you <laughs> like to hear them yes first of all I'm I'm pretty strongly team anti-belly because like girl yeah she's getting on my nerves she kissed Conrad at his car in his hoodie at his college I'm like I cannot no, I think my favorite thing about Summer I Turn Pretty is the friendship between the moms. Like, their relationship just carries the whole show. I saw, I'm, like, pretty deep on Summer I Turn Pretty TikTok now because I liked one and, obviously, it's, like, my whole <laughs> algorithm. I saw something today that put things into perspective for me, and you're not going to like this, but I think Susanna is so toxic. Like, on her fucking deathbed, all she's talking about is how the 16-year-old girl has to keep her son safe. <laughs> it's like, girl, what? I, like, we need to focus on other things. That's also made me so upset. was like, she is telling Belly all this stuff, but she couldn't make a plan for the beach house. Like, let's be <laughs> fucking real. <laughs> So I think that Belly and Conrad need to be together later in life. I think this needs to be a second chance romance. After college, when we're like 27 and we have lived and we have had sex with other people and we have moved on and then we can come back together. But I think right now it's a no for me. Conrad's kind of broken. I'm not really into him. I do love Jeremiah, but I have heard what he's going to do to me next season, and I'm not okay. So, I feel like we should just read the fucking books at this point. (laughs) If I'm going to read the books, I'm going to read the last one. You're not reading the first two. You've had enough. Yeah, I've had enough. (laughs) Because I already know what happens. I support that. I have also been... I've never watched Sex in the City all the way through. Like, I've seen episodes and stuff when it was on cable. But when Maddie was here a couple weeks ago, she's like a Sex in the City stan. So she put it on. I've been engrossed. I'm on season six of Sex in the City. And I am here to say that Carrie Bradshaw is probably one of the worst television main characters in all of history. This bitch is so selfish. She is the, I mean, she is the worst, Emily. So I want you to watch it and I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. I'll add it to think. Like it's on my list. And that's me the show to watch. Yeah. I thought of you because Charlotte 
meets a Jewish man and she loves him. And so then she wants to be Jewish and they have this really cute Jewish wedding. And we love Harry. I was like, I, was like, I need to watch it. You do. So that will be my fall show. I support. I really just read the book that we were doing today. I've been so sleepy in the evenings because I'm cutting back on coffee and Coke Zero. So I'm a strictly just an 8 a.m. one coffee. I'm laughing because you do this like every three months. (laughs) And then listening to this for a year will be like, all right, Emily's back on no coffee. And then my boyfriend jewels and nothing makes me more mad than the fact that he jewels. So we made a deal that I'm only doing three Coke Zeros a week and he's cutting down on the jewel pots. That is our deal. This is my justice era because y'all want to know something? When I met Seth at the ripe age of 19, he vaped and everyone made fun of me. I mean, vaped, like (laughs) big vape that smelled that like sour gummy worm vape. You know what I mean? And now he doesn't vape. So look who's back on top, bitches. And all the people that y'all are with, Ashley vapes. I saw her vaping when she was here. Your boyfriend's jeweling. So this is my revenge era. (laughs) So I'm cutting down a little bit. So three days a week, that is it for Coke Zero. And then strictly one 8 a.m. coffee. I don't think jeweling would bother me because there's nothing I love more when I'm drunk than a nice menthol jewel. Honestly, he doesn't let me, like, hit. He was like, no. Oh, well, He's that's like, zero He's... fun. Yeah, so I'm a... He's like, He's like, have you seen my JP? I was like, you're what? And that's what he, like, nicknames. <laughs> um, well, I have been reading. So I read Antihero. I have a lot of thoughts. I don't know if they're good or if they're bad, but I have thoughts. And then I really got into the Queen's Cove series by Stephanie Archer. So good. I'm about to read the last one, which everyone says is the best one. So I'm hype about that. And then in new book news, Miss Erin Hawkins released the third book in her series. So I'm waiting to read that. And then I also think we have Good Girl by Nikki Sloan. Yes, I saw the thing about Erin, and I think Good Girl is out, so it's time. The fall books are hitting. You better tell Alex that you've got to drink some coffee, because you cannot keep being in love and not reading. We have shit to do. I still, I know, if you have been a loyal listener, a loyal listener to the podcast, it is August 21st. I did not pick up a single Rena Kent book. Like, I did not, I did not. She's too in love. She's not reading. (laughs) Tell Alex we got bills to pay. Okay. (laughs) We got to get back on our shit. I've been carrying the team. I need you to pick it up. Okay. Next week, I'll report back with two books being read. Okay. Goals. It's like when you read that book to get a boyfriend, you got one. So now we're back on reading books. (laughs) So getting into Antihero, we're going to talk about Sarah Kate. The Sarah Kate experience means being pulled into a story and escaping reality a little bit for romances that are emotional as they are arousing. She writes forbidden romance with lots of angst, a little age gap, and heats of steam. Living in Arizona with her husband and kids, Sarah spends most of her time reading, writing, or baking. Books by her include the Salacious Players Club series, the Beautiful series, and the Wild Boys duet. Today, we are talking about The Anti-Hero, which is the first book in the Good Brother series that follows the story of Adam and Sage. And the dedication is 
where everyone who's ever broken the rules and liked it and then at the end of her author's note she put it this just made me giggle she was like if the idea of getting railed in a church excites you this might be the book for you enjoy (laughs) again I have thoughts I don't know if they're good or bad but I've got them okay so getting into the plot review Adam Good is the son of a well-known mega church preacher in Austin. Think like Joel Osteen. I worry that like this book isn't going to hit as hard for people that maybe aren't from the South. <laughs> so if we have to break it down for you. We will. Adam has spent his whole life devoted to his father, both lowercase F and capital F. Get it? Like the father. Um, but Drew, <laughs> thank you for laughing at that. <laughs> But true a good is not a good man. When Adam finds the property deed to an address he's not familiar with in his dad's office, he decides to scope it out. Lo and behold, it's a sex club and he walks in on his preacher daddy between a sex worker's legs, like eating her out. Adam, after a public scene between them, Adam gets dumped from the club and into the arms of a cute girl he met at breakfast a few weeks ago, who he couldn't stop thinking about and now can't imagine how to move forward, knowing she works at a sex club and would never fit into his world. But maybe what Adam needs is to blow up his world and everything he thinks he knows. Adam starts seeing Sage to get back at his father, to dirty up his reputation a little and make Truett look bad. After all, nothing looks bad for your Southern Baptist family like a few public sex tapes with a pink-haired girl who has tattoos and piercing that works at a sex club. However, along the way of dirtying up his image, he really falls for Sage and discovers that he has a bit of a kinky side. So I did like that this book talked about, like, religion, like, different facets, like, the hardships that, like, comes with learning more about, like, religion when you're older and kind of just like learning more about like what you want to know and just like a different perspective and not just what you're raised with. And I love discussions that like talk about like sex and religion. And I like that has become less taboo to talk about like the two. So I really did enjoy that part of the book. I think Adam is a douche. Just JF. I think he's a douche. I couldn't get past him being a douche. I'm so glad you said that. I couldn't either. And I don't think he, to me personally, I don't think he had a redemption. No, I mean, at one point, he literally looks at her and is like, you would look so much better if you didn't have tattoos, piercings, and pink hair. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't know how you come back from a man saying that to you. He just gave, he was like uppity and douchey. And like, we went to school with so many people like this man. And I, it was really hard for me to get into it because of that. Yeah. Like, he was just like a grade A douche. And like. Just the way, and like I, what I couldn't move past was that comment, and then how he unleashed his anger on her about like her working with the sex club, her having ownership. Like he was so mean to her about that. And like, yeah, I get it. You just saw your dad in the situation, and you thought he was like the goody two shoe. Like, don't go yell at Sage. Yes, and don't think down about her. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he was just like a grade A douche, and like. I the way I ate up priests like I love like a smut like really like book with like a religion aspect but this just like was more of like I just couldn't get over how he was just a great a douche there are aspects of sage that I like but I didn't like also like to me she was like just 50 50 but I think her character was perfect for the story like it really only worked because like she did have this wild side she was so different 
then like what Adam is. So I think that that really worked. Um, the villain of the story is the dad. And I just hope the series ends with the mom being on top. <sighs> Maybe the mom has like a book or something because like, I can't imagine. Like, I just like when, like even the beginning when like it starts out with Adam being 12, be like the dad being pissed at like one of the kids like spilled something like yelling at the mom I just couldn't um I think yes like um the story was about like like Adam and Sage and like sex and stuff but I think it I like how complex it was because you had the messy family the drama with the family like the sex club they're just like a lot of aspects to it that I think that this was the perfect book to build the series off of um, there's two quotes that I really like. So one was just the sight of her bound and blindfolded offering her body to me like some sort of sacrament is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So like, he goes from like, at, like worshiping like the beauty of like stage, but also like the different aspects of sex. And then I really like this. And I think it could be applied to more than just religion, but the terror of losing myself and unlearning the indoctrination I've been brainwashed to believe. I think that could be for like many aspects. So um, this book was serious, but it was also funny at times, like sexy. It was just like a complex read. I'm going to get into my, I have so many things that I want to discuss because now that I know that you feel the same way that I did, I'm like, okay, let's talk about it because I really like that the way that this talks about religion, <laughs> but I couldn't get past him, like not wanting to have sex with her because he felt like he was bad. Like, yeah it was just like okay dude come on is it icky is it wrong I don't know because then I was like am I bad like it gave me like all of these thoughts of like he's not even doing anything that bad to her like and it's consensual because it almost went past the point of like this is consent and he was like yeah but it's still bad and it's like but it's consensual. yeah that's the thing she was kind of like she I think um there's like a scene where she like asked him to do something and he was like why would you want that he was low-key shaming her for shit that he also wanted to do and then did. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that we're on the same page. I finished this. Well, I started reading this and I texted Emily and I said, I think I hate it. <laughs> she said, oh no. And then I was like, oh fuck. Emily picked this book. She hasn't wanted to read very much lately. So I have to, I have to see it through. So I did finish it all in one night because I was intrigued. <laughs> So then I stayed up until two in the morning. But like, again, I don't know how I feel. I think that this book is for girlies who grew up going to church, especially Southern Baptist girls, and have not stepped foot inside since. I'm not really sure how I feel about Adam or Sage. Like, I found Adam to be hot when they were having sex. And there were parts of Sage that I did like. I do not think that this is a couple that stays together after the book is over like there's no fucking way there's something about a good boy becoming a little bad but I want him to feel confident as he's going bad not like he's about to be smited <laughs> like a low-key ache it's like come on like grow up because he's like what 36 and so I'm just like dude I was like bro what the fuck like spit in my mouth or don't but like don't feel bad about it I don't know <laughs> I love a story about a fucked up family. And this was, I think, what that was more about. 
I liked the relationship between the brothers in this book and how they tried to navigate their father. I was sad to find out about the one brother that left because he was gay and his dad was like obviously disgustingly homophobic um and the father like made it clear that it wasn't welcome I wish that we would have like led with that but I also liked that you come to the end and you realize like he's okay the brother still talks to the mom Adam writes him this letter like it's kind of that part was sweet on I feel really fucking bad for the mom and like you said like we talked so much about the dad and so much about Adam and it's like I want to know what's going on with her. Like, is she okay? Yeah, and I like the fact that we also don't really get to know a lot about the mom because to me, this was like very small town, country, small town. But that stuff happens like in real small towns. And so like it added like a hint of like realistic to it. Okay, so I didn't picture this as being in a small town because it was in Austin. So I pictured this as like the mega churches in Atlanta. Okay, see, I pictured it as, like, a really small, like, town. I didn't see it that way because megachurches and Atlanta. And let me, because you also didn't grow up going to church because you're Jewish. You didn't have to do any of this stupid shit. Let me break it down for everyone who may be confused. In the South, we have this thing called being Southern Baptist, which really just means being hateful as fuck and saying that it's because of God. (laughs) I'm going to get canceled. This is how I grew up. And you go and they scream at you for an hour and a half. And then we treat these preachers like literal God. Like we pay them a fortune. They live in mansions. And we all know that they're being corrupt. Listen, my church, when I was growing up, I'm not going to say where it was, my church, the guy got caught, I think looking at either regular porn or child porn. I know that those are not the same thing in hindsight, but like in my 12 year old brain and he had to like go away for a while and then he came back and he was like changed. Like they put him in porn rehab because he was looking at porn. (laughs) Anyways, so like it's fucked up, but we treat them like they talk firsthand to God when like really it's a lot like this I feel like so I enjoyed that aspect of it um but I I feel bad for the mom I wish that we got more of her I struggled with how Adam viewed Sage and how he talked about her and like I just have a really hard time believing that he was obsessed with her and in love with her that's just where I'm at and I really thought that in the epilogue we get like something a little bit more like about like them being like married or something but even in the epilogue when the brother was like oh you're like a goner like you're gonna end up like married with her da 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 he like was like yeah like could I see myself like that and I was just like I don't she's never gonna commit yeah and honestly I kind of liked it because it like it made it more genuine because I think maybe the author was like these people are going to stay together like we all know that but I don't know I just I didn't believe in them as a couple but I did believe in them spice wise like this the spice was so good and that's why I was like you know what we can talk about it because this is the spice rack and we'll talk about them banging but I just I nothing else about them was really there for me so like my quotes are about um the concepts of god (laughs) and evil but i liked how they talked about this this like whole idea of being good and at one point 
the mom says good people sometimes do bad things for the people that they love bad people do bad things for themselves and I thought that that was really good and then I also like the way I mean listen the way that we talk about God in a priest or godlike smut book is unlike no other but when the people at the laundromat are feeding the homeless and Adam says it isn't about feeding the homeless to feel better about themselves or fulfill or fulfill some purpose to God it's about feeding the homeless because they're hungry it's like can we fucking put that on a billboard somewhere and just leave it there because I was like "Mm mm-hmm highlight highlight no the spice was spicing that's that's the thing Sarah Kate's book or they're gonna spice the books are gonna spice she could write about like the two ugliest people in the world and I'd be like all right Five peppers, here we go. I am giving it three peppers. I gave it three or three and a half peppers. It was um a few of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Um like the first time. And um uh, when so <laughs> how are you gonna do this because your brother is like <laughs> literally right outside? <laughs> I don't think you hear me. Um <laughs> So once she says, stop trying to be so chivalrous, Adam, slap my face, grab my throat, and spit in my mouth. And I was like, that's the thing. That's like, I feel like she always just had to, like, push him. And, like, he would, like, whine about it and still do it. It's like, why do you have to whine about it? Um, And so she says, listen, Adam, if we're going to do this, you're not going to fuck me like a good little Christian boy. You're going to fuck me like you hate me. You're going to fuck me so dirty. Your grandkids will have to repent for it. Spit on me, pull my hair, slap me around, and make it the dirtiest fucking thing you've ever done, okay? And so they start filming. I'm so red right now. And so, okay, and so he goes, without warning, and Adam's hand is back in my hair, but this time he pulls so hard, I let out a yelp. His hips jerk upward, sending me toward his chest. Then his mouth is next to my ear. Fucking right it, he mutters with control. Them filming these scenes was really fucking hot to me. And then they watch, he's watching it and texting her like, this is really hot. And she knows that he's masturbating. He's like, uh, she's like, oh, you stopped responding. Where'd you go? It's fucking hot. Chef kisses. My personal favorite scene that they filmed was in the church. <laughs> in his dad's office. And I mean, there's a lot that happens, but my personal, the personal cherry on top for me was when they're finishing with church music playing in the background, we grind our bodies over, over and over until we're both breathless and shuddering our release. Yeah. That's fucking dirty. Yeah. Such a filthy girl, Peaches. You wanted me to fuck you tonight, didn't you? He smacks her ass and says, keep it down. This is our dirty little secret. Don't have to tell me twice. And then I didn't feel comfortable typing this, so I'm just going to read it straight from the source. <laughs> it was too much to even type out. This is when they wanted to do, like, they're not fucking, but they wanted to film something that was, like, a little degrading. And she's, like, trying to work him up to it. And he finally does it. Then, with a firm grip on my face, 
He slides two fingers into my mouth, making me gag and choke as he pulls them out. Spit flies from his mouth, landing on my face, but then he's there running his tongue along the length of my cheek. His face is inches from mine as he grits his teeth in my face. You fuck me up. You make me watch shit I know I shouldn't want. You know that. But I love it, Peaches. I fucking love having you like this. Like the dirty slut you are, aren't you? When I die, you've got to take my Kindle. And you've got to clear it out. Because this is highlighted on my Kindle. And you've got to get it away from anyone you. who can see it. I was just like, damn. Like, that's, if you really want, like, a really, like, book with a lot of spice, Sarah Kate will. She delivers she every time. And this is the first time she's done, like, a degrading kink, right? No. Oh, what else is degrading? I think one of the Salicious Club books. You would know. I should have known I was asking. <laughs> I was asking the master. Put it on my resume. And, like, I thought that this was hot as hell, and he wasn't even into it half the time. Could you imagine if he was, like, like saying it his whole it, chest yeah. and, like, not scared of God? I cannot have you if you're bitching out because of God. Like, that's just no. what you do. And that's the thing. Like, I was going to ask you, like, could you, like, be with, like, a preacher's son? I was friends with a preacher's son in college. And that motherfucker did more drugs than anyone I know. (laughs) So they're not normally like this. Normally they rebel and like don't want anything to do with God. So if it was in that way, not that you have to like not want anything to do with God. I'm not like a hedon. Not in that way. If he was like this, I couldn't do it. No, no, no way. Because I still feel like, because when she was even showing him the new, like, tattoo that she got, he was like, why did you do that? Yeah, and I can't figure out if it's because he just doesn't like her or if it's because there's actually three people in her relationship, him, her, and Jesus Christ himself. That's what I can't quite figure out. Like, that's something, like, I think if I was, like, being with somebody like that and, like, they're so ashamed to, like, have sex because of God, I would feel weird. <laughs> agreed i think wait like i would feel like i would just feel like a really like weird way i think you would feel weird if you had to talk anybody into doing what you wanted in the bedroom regardless of their reason because it feels like a weird consent thing like it feels like you're coercing someone into doing what you want when that's not you want them to want to do it because it's hot and they want to do it does that make sense yeah 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 Yeah. so like i think any reason i would have been like I have a question on the flip side of this because the one thing that I did really like was the OnlyFans situation. What? (laughs) Would you do this? Because they weren't technically fucking. Like, you couldn't see his dick and balls. (laughs) It's fine. Huh. Personally, me, I'd, I'd be too shy and too nervous. I would start giggling. I don't think I would be. Seth and I had a lengthy conversation about this because I finished this and then we went to Mexican. So we had a lengthy <laughs> conversation about it at the Mexican restaurant as one does. 
I personally think that this bitch was a marketing genius and I would like yeah. to shed some light on it. She is getting traction by making burner accounts to share the video because this is what I've thought about. Seth is very like pro sell pictures of your feet, do whatever you got to do, like collect the bag. And I would, but I don't want to share it on my own personal account and you can't get subscribers if you don't share your OnlyFans or share whatever you're doing on your own shit. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. So she's yeah, out here making know. burner accounts. That's genius. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to get my revenge on Brett and I'm going to make sure it's on point. I mean, sis had a marketing degree. <laughs> that was a fantastic Literally. plan. I agree. But I don't know. I don't think I could do it. There's this girl I know that um, her and her ex-boyfriend broke up because he was, like, paying premium OnlyFans for, like, girls. And so when she found out, he she made, like, a full Instagram, Facebook, Twitter post. Like, this is my boyfriend. And he was paying girls on OnlyFans. Yeah. I called him out on all forms of social media. I would like to... Okay, let's just get all of the controversial topics that we can on one fucking at least if we're gonna get canceled it's the one episode we do it all at one time then we can come back and be unproblematic next week i'm in all these facebook groups do you remember like the spice girls groups and stuff yeah okay i'm still in all of them and one that gets talked about a lot is that like oh my boyfriend's watching porn and i'm not comfortable with that so like should i break up with him and i personally think that is so stupid that <laughs> you are going to break up with somebody for watching porn. What, what I want to know what your thoughts are. I feel like in a way that is like somebody saying that like they'll break up with us because of what we read. 100%. It's just reversing the roles. Absolutely. I'm just so, it's realistic. Like everybody watches porn and it's fucking fine. Or you read it in public like a fucking lady (laughs) you know what I mean so like I guess if I don't know I guess if it's a boundary that you don't want someone to like subscribe to someone's shit like they don't want to pay for porn I guess that that's fair but I'm also like I think that y'all should maybe just like go to therapy together because instead of like posting on Instagram Twitter Yeah, yeah no I agree all right, well, we took a couple turns there, but I'm glad that we covered every potential problematic conversation that we could. Yep, proud of us. Proud of us. Okay, well, we go to our favorite segment. We should. Um, so this is how we view the male main character, which is normally super fun. We haven't really done one that we don't like yet, so. Let's see what comes out of this because I pictured this is how you know that I didn't like him. I pictured him as the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey, who I've said publicly many times repulses me. So. <laughs> pictured him as Jamie Dornan, kind of a short king in writing. This is how you know I was subliminally putting it out there that I didn't like him. Wears polos, khakis, and Calvin Klein briefs. Smells like spice and laundry. Drives a, D- a GMC, like a Yukon or maybe a Tahoe. Wears glasses and a leather watch always. Likes watching his cross chain hit your chin when you're a missionary. That was really accurate. <laughs> so since I did like thought it was like a southern town, I was like thinking maybe like Sam Hunt, 
really just like a tall brunette man a little bit rugged works in the corporate world and everyone thinks he's a really buttoned up man but like he's constantly like touching you like home a little bit rough in the sheet he drinks coffee black and whiskey on the rocks and he has a library at home where he smokes cigars okay very base level (laughs) i cannot believe i put kind of a short king I think we're both gonna now have the same thing for our boyfriend pyramid, but if we have to put him on a scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid, we're at the bottom. You have ultimate friends with benefits, could be a situation ship, could not be. Then you have to meet the parents, could end up in a marriage. He could just been a nice guy and he met your parents. Then you have white picket fence, you have the happily ever after, the kids, the dogs, the minivan. And at the top of the top is where God's here. You just have it all with just a little bit of umph. So Sav, where are you putting? Adam good ultimate friends with benefits I do it once ultimate friends with benefits and there's no movement I I was almost thinking of meet the fam but I don't want to meet his fucking family (laughs) like you only he can only meet my family Mm, my grandma would love this man and that's how you know that maybe he's not the right one yeah meet the ultimate friends with benefits i agree but it would be fun i mean like he was great in bed it's just yeah. you know when someone's so good in bed but then afterwards they like open their mouths and it's like <laughs> like you ruined it you ruined it okay next week we are ready to maybe dip our toes back into a little hockey some of us are maybe going back on our word but that's okay but I've been reading these books by Stephanie Archer and I really want Emily to read one and she has a book called Behind the Net which is a really popular hockey romance so that's what we're gonna do next week neither of us have read it but I am going out on a limb for this author and saying that I think that you will like her I'm excited and it's hockey so and it's hockey so here we are just None of you bitches go for a real life person because we can't afford to be canceled two weeks in No, no, no. But we hope that y'all enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.